presents Spooky South Ghost with your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. Good evening and welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa. And that does it for hour number one. We'll see you after the news. Actually, we have about, we have about four minutes here at the beginning of the program, but... Uh, We wanted to at least get on the air to let you know that we are here tonight. We are doing a show. We are broadcasting live both on WBSM and on Spooky TV, which can be found at WBSM.com and SpookySouthCoast.com. And if you go to the SpookySouthCoast.com version, you can jump into the chat room with all of our friends uh, who are chatting away. We have uh, about nine people in there right now. So hello to all of you. Thank you for sticking with us through the Red Sox postgame show. Of course, we have people listening from all over the country. In the chat room. So they have no idea what's going on with the Red Sox. So we have to kind of give them updates and let them know. Not that they care about the Red Sox, but they just want to know how long until showtime. So we are bigger than the Red Sox in the chat room on our website, which, you know, isn't all that surprising. So uh, we are here to talk about the paranormal. That's what we talk about here, and we are happy to do it with you. We will be doing it throughout the course of the next hour until midnight. We'll also be taking your calls throughout the night, 508-996-0500, 1-877-996-1420. You can also put questions and comments in the chat room uh, at SpookyTV at SpookySouthCoast.com. Tweet them to us at SpookySC. Or email us, SpookyCrew at SpookySouthCoast.com. So many ways to get a hold of us. And we're going to need you tonight because our guest that was supposed to be joining us tonight due to unforeseen circumstances, Mac Maloney could not join us to talk about his new book, Beyond Area 51. But he'll join us next month to discuss various places around the world that are like our own Area 51 where there could be UFOs and aliens both dead and alive being kept from public view. So we'll talk about that coming up next month with Mac Maloney. So that means that we have an open show tonight. So I put out on Facebook, I said, can people tell us what kind of topics they'd like to see covered? And what I was thinking is that we might go down the list. We might kind of just kick around some of these topics that people put up there and get our own thoughts on them. Uh, Perhaps Chris Balzano will join us. I sent out the invite to him, but I haven't heard back about whether or not he's going to. But he knows the VIP line number if he wants to call in and join in the discussion. But also we'll take your calls as well. We want you to join in. To the discussion. And, and while we have a few minutes here, I'll promote Legend Trips, which, of course, is uh, coming up on August 31st. We have our USS Salem event, which we're reaching about the halfway sold out point. Well, actually, we have hit the halfway sold out point. So uh, if you plan on getting tickets to that, you want to jump on that soon because they will be gone uh, in the next couple of weeks. And also, we will have all the information forthcoming about you being able to sleep on the ship, rent out a bunk for an additional $30. Uh, so we just haven't been able to really secure all that because you know Jeff's handling that end of things and he's traveling for the next couple of weeks. So uh, we will try to make sure that we get all that info to you. So the USS Salem tickets are available for general sale on thelegendtrips.com website. Now, if you are a member of the mailing list, you get the exclusive pre-sales, which we sent out this week. We sent out the pre-sale for uh, the September 28th event at Slater Mill in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and we sent out the pre-sale for the October 12th event at the Fearing Tavern in Wareham, Massachusetts. So those will be announced to the public shortly, but for right now, they're in pre-sale for our Legend Trips email members and frequent Legend Trippers so that they get the chance to get those tickets first. And of course, if you're not on the list, you want to make sure you get on the list because we're going to have an intimate uh, Massachusetts-based investigation coming up in November that you are going to want to get on, and you'll only be able to get that in the pre-sale. I got a feeling that one's going to sell out in the pre-sale. So we'll have more information about that coming up uh, in the next few weeks. So go to legendtrips.com if you want to find out more about these events, or you can go to spookysouthcoast.com. And remember, we've raised over $10,000 at our Legend Trips events to help benefit the locations where we investigate. So it's not it's not uh, just the fact that you're getting to go check out ghosts. You're helping out these places. All right, we'll be back after the news here on Spooky South Coast. WBSM presents Spooky South Ghost with your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. Time, 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 time. 
from the Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin Matt Costa, forgetting that the last ten minutes or so have not happened. Yeah, time travel. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That might be one of the topics we talk about tonight. We go back and pretend, stop ourselves from doing that last ten minutes. Perhaps. And from changing the camera shot, which I think made everybody sick in the chat room. Welcome to Spooky South Coast, where we talk about the paranormal each and every Saturday night. And uh, we are talking <laughs> tonight about a variety of topics. Our scheduled guest, Mac Maloney, couldn't join us due to unforeseen circumstances. He'll come back next September, um, next September, next month in September uh, to join us and discuss his new book, Beyond Area 51. But in the meantime... Uh, you are stuck with just myself and the Silent Assassin tonight. We are going to kick around a variety of paranormal topics. I had mentioned uh, earlier that I put up on Facebook that our guest canceled and couldn't join us and that we were looking for topics to discuss, and I asked people what they wanted to talk about. We got a whole bunch of topics listed, so the plan is to kind of roundtable them, kick them around, and see what happens. Uh, I had invited uh, Chris Balzano to join us, and... I don't see him in the chat room, but uh, he knows the VIP line number. If he has a chance to call in, he may be busy. Uh, but we also want your thoughts. 508-996-0500-1877-996-1420. You can also tweet us at SpookySC or shoot us an email, SpookyCrew at SpookySouthCoast.com. And we have the video going on WBSM.com and on SpookySouthCoast.com. And on the Spooky South Coast page, there is our chat room option to join in and you can share your thoughts that way. So let's get right into some of this discussion, Matt Costa. And there's so many topics to cover that um, we'll kind of uh, go in somewhat of an order. I know that uh, our buddy Big Jim Jones had mentioned cemeteries and uh, he plans on calling in at some point uh, during the course of the show and discussing that. But why don't we jump into the next topic here that's on the list and that would be time travel. And we joked about that. Uh, but is time travel possible, in your opinion, Matt Costa? Um, I would say yes. But I guess I think there's there's certain limitations to it. I'm going to put it out there. Limitations in terms of physics or yeah, in terms I'm, of I'm not morality? Sure. Um, probably the physics end of things. I mean, I, I guess I'm starting to, to realize less and less that time isn't real. Yeah. You know, it's it's a human construct because here's the thing. If we know that time is based on our revolutions of the earth around the sun, but that just keeps happening and happening. Yeah. You know, we don't have a finite beginning point and we don't have a finite end point. So is it really keeping track of anything? I don't know. It makes my head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. But it's 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 almost like um What's a good thing to to compare it to? Uh, you know those little uh, clicker balls that you put on your desk. You yep. know that you pull one back and it goes back and forth, and, and and they always say you know the the momentum of them keeps them going and they'll go forever. Well, then do you really need to count how many of them happen? Yeah. If you well, just know well, that there's actually, a start, they, they don't actually go forever. There is an end point. So well, but they do go a long time. There will be an end point for the Earth, too, when the momentum stop ca- stops carrying it, but yeah. or, or the gravity of the sun in this case. But uh, the the looking at it from that perspective, you know, the Earth turning is just something that's going to happen. And how can we dance when the Earth is turning? <laughs> <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the fact that it just keeps going around and around, it's it's almost it's almost like it's uh, superfluous. superfluous. To, to try to keep track of it and to mark those designations as time. So time is a human construct that we use uh, for ourselves. I mean, there's a beginning point and an end point to our bodies, mm-hmm. to our physical corporeal shells, and we have regular cycles, but our cycles are based on time. Our circadian rhythms are based on the way that we live our day. If we change our, the way that we live our day, eventually our circadian rhythm will change too. If you start working a night shift, you can change yourself to be awake at night and to be sleepy during the day so it's not like you're completely dependent on the idea of time for your body's replenishing of itself so time really doesn't factor into who we are and how we live if you look at it from that perspective so if there is no time that works twofold because in one respect that means that there can't be time travel because there is no time. 
So if yeah. everything just keeps moving forward in perpetuity, how can you go back? And how can you go forward if it hasn't happened yet? Because it's just happening. There's no way to hit a certain designation point if time is something that's a construct in our mind. You see what I'm saying in that yeah, regard? Yeah. The other option would be that if time doesn't exist, then that means it would be easy to travel in time. Because now we don't have those limitations that we place on time to say the past is in the past, the future is in the future, and you can't revisit them. Yeah. Because you're erasing from your mind the possi- the um, the probability that you're going to hit the next hour. You're going to hit the next day. You're getting rid of that constriction on the concept of time, if you, if you follow what I mean in that regard. Okay. Like you're, by removing the concept of time, you're removing the basic tenet of, well, then you can't travel in time because, yeah. you know, there's, there's no time. So you yeah. should be able to move freely back and forth. It's pretty those deep right now. So it could go either way. This is, this is the exact same conversation I had with my friend Vic when we left the movie theater seeing Time Cop. <laughs> <laughs> so that just goes to show you <laughs> where our minds went with this. But I think that if time travel is possible, it's not going to be something that's possible by building a physical time machine. Mm-hmm. that you're going to use as the port- portation portation device to go from one time to another, to go from one point to another. You're not going to build a machine that's going to do that. If it's going to be done, it's going to be done through our own consciousness. And I would love to have the ability to project my consciousness to any point in time. Some people say that they can do it. I don't know. I don't know how... I- feel about that but i would love to have that ability imagine if you could just say i'm just going to sit here and meditate and in that meditative state i'm going to go back and see the signing of the declaration of independence i'm going to sit here in this meditative state and i'm going to go forward and i'm going to see what my children's children's children will look like you know if you could do that is that just your imagination or is that well i'm saying if there was a way to do it with your consciousness not your imagination i mean you could certainly sit there and do it and imagine and daydream but i mean to actually be able to do it to achieve that that would be that would be the vessel for time travel i think if it was to happen and also that would get rid of a lot of the uh you know the the mores of time travel because you wouldn't have the ability to interact you wouldn't have the ability to change things so therefore you can only uh, experience them so i think line three is our buddy big jim so what i'll do is i'll take line one just in case that's a question or a comment on time travel and if you want to call in 508-996-0500-1877-996-1420 good evening you're on spooky south coast how you doing did i hit the button yeah you're on hello oh there we go the wrong who shut the, All right. Who was, who was the last guy in the studio, Matt Costa? I don't, I don't Turned off the phone pot. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> Good evening. How you doing? Great. How are you, Tim? Uh, doing spooktacular. So you have any thoughts uh, on time travel? Well, I, I was listening to your comments, and uh, you say there are people who, who claim that they can project their consciousness into the future or the past. Yes, I mean, we, we've definitely heard from people over the years, guests, and, and uh, I've read, you know, in books and things of people who claim to have the ability to project their consciousness, to remote view uh, different events at different times. Yeah, whose viewpoint is that from? It's, my, my, my problem with that is if you're thinking of time, uh, there's no logbook, really. I relate it to my computer. If I want to go back to a point before I had a program or a virus, I would check that logbook and say, okay, restart from that point. But there's no external hard drive for the universe. So I, I don't understand how that's kept track of or, or how we could even access that. Well, it would, I mean, it would be through your own viewpoint because it would be your consciousness that's going back. But you're right. I mean, what, what is the storage mechanism uh, for that to be held? What is, what is the data source for that? And, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess we'd have to look at it as... The Earth is kind of its own recording device. Uh, think about the way that everyday life feels. You know, think about deja vu. Think about these things that could be part of that mechanism to allow you to see what goes on in the back. Uh, deja vu, that's an interesting topic. Um, if we could delve into that for a second. Absolutely. 
Um, what exactly is deja vu? I, I've heard it explained several different ways, several different times. Uh, what is your explanation? It's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> a glitch in the matrix. That's how they explained it anyway. There is no deja vu. It's a glitch in the matrix. Um, I actually think that uh, deja I mean, and I've had strong, strong feelings of deja vu. Uh, but I actually just think it's just a product of our own mind. That's my own opinion. I think that something just feels off for a minute, so we feel like it's happened before. I, I just think it's kind of like our maybe our brain doubling up a bit. I don't think that it's something that actually has taken place before. I think we just we just feel that way for a moment. Well, here's here's what's happened to me before. People might think I'm crazy, and, and I'm sure by now you know who this is. Sure, but, but not on not on this show. Nobody's crazy. <laughs> What's happened to me before is that I have, uh, every now and then, uh, a dream that I'll think nothing of. First Your station for the remember. South Coast. Uh-oh. Hey. Sorry, first, we're network problems. First, first thing that I remember, uh, first experience, is that I had a dream in the seventh grade that my teacher dropped a black folder from the top of a, a filing cabinet or something, and she asked me to pick it up. Why that was embedded in a dream, I don't know. But a few weeks later, that happened. And I said, I remember this. I dreamed this. Why would I? Why is that? I have no idea for why that happened. Or and it's happened several times since then. But I imagine that might happen to a few people at a few points in time. Right. Pre, I mean, precognitive dreaming has happened to me. Uh, it's happened to uh, quite a few people. I've I've read entire books on the topic because I wanted to try to find out why I was having uh, these type of dreams, and and I have no explanation for it. Uh, Matt, I don't know how you feel about it, but have you ever had a precognitive dream? I don't think I've ever asked you. Um, I don't. I don't think I have. No. But wouldn't that mean that everything is already written? I if guess to you, some degree. I suppose. What do you think, Taylor? Do you think it's already written? I don't know. Uh, that's. Uh, I don't think so because uh, from from my standpoint, we all have a free will, and whether or not that I guess that's where the debate comes in: whether or not your free will or, or what you decide to do is already taken down. Um, that's, that's, that's a little well, too deep for me. Having, wanna... having a path, though, and having a, a, uh, a destiny or a fate wouldn't necessarily remove the product of free will. It just you would still have the ability to alter the course. It may just be the future of the course that you're on and that you could freely change that by whatever circumstances. I mean, if you, if you go to see a psychic, a psychic's going to tell you, here's what I see happening, but by you knowing that this is what's going to happen, you could have a direct effect. It's kind of a little bit of a disclaimer, so you can't go back and ask for your money back. <laughs> like, you, those, mm. like those uh, choose-your-own-adventure books right. that you always you always peek to the, or I did anyway, right. to see if I was going to die or not. And if you die, you just yeah, don't I'd be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to read that part. I'll just go to, I'll turn to page 56 instead of 70-whatever. What's hilarious is we knew that no matter what path you took, eventually it's easy to find excuses hey. to come back again and again. To is, I don't know what's going it is on. Easy to find Event, excuses. You you know <laughs> you know that you would eventually <laughs> die or be the hero, one of the two. Yeah. So and you would think we'd want to go back and and experience the adventure again, but we're like, no, we're lazy. We only want to read once. Right. <laughs> so so Taylor, do you think that uh, that free will option could exist even if it was? preordained and predestined what was going to happen to us do you do you feel like by knowing something you can change it from happening i'm not sure i mean that would change the whole definition of, of free will it would mean that no matter what i do it, See, I it's already going to happen regardless of my decision i don't think so i mean if the future that you say you were told by a psychic that you were going to get hit by a bus tomorrow if you went down the street and you chose to stay home and and not go out. Well, you've now used your free will to change that. Maybe destiny. maybe that bus careened through my house. Possibly. <laughs> maybe the next time you go out, something else happens too. All right. So maybe we can just postpone the inevitable instead of it happening suddenly. I think that's probably more the case. And, then, right. and then if we do, right. if we look at it from that way, then eventually everything's inevitable. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, I, I got to commend you. I don't know how you get up at, at 5 in the morning and stay up till 1 at night or even later, but you do a great job nevertheless. Lots and lots of caffeine. <laughs> All right, my friend. Have a great Take night. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, and that that is really like at the crux of it. No matter what you argue about free will, it's always going to come back to things are going to happen anyway. Yeah. So you you end up just talking to yourself in circles, you know, like I always do every time I'm on the radio. Just end up talking <laughs> myself in circles. So uh, any other final thoughts on time travel before we move on? Um, 
I don't know. Aside from this influx of uh, pictures and videos on YouTube of, of time uh, travel of, of of supposed time travelers. Oh, I know. Have you, I I don't know. I saw a couple of new ones recently. Well, I don't know if you've uh, been friend requested yet, but a a person claiming to be John Teeter has oh, really? surfaced on Facebook, and we've never covered the John Teeter story here on Spooky South Coast, so it's something we we should cover going forward in the future. But if you're unfamiliar, he came back in uh, I think it was 2000. Uh, these these posts started showing up on the internet from somebody claiming to be a time traveler, and he had a lot of predictions that didn't come true, and a few that did. So uh, people seem to think there's some legitimacy to the John Teeter case, but this new John Teeter seems to exist solely to sell uh, merchandise uh, from his time travel division. So well, but there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll try to get him on and uh, see. Although if he's from the future, then he already knows that he was on, and well, he should have contacted us. Mind blown. <laughs> All right, 508-996-0500-1877-996-1420. Why don't we take a break? When we come back on the other side, we will jump on the phones because I think that's Big Jim Jones waiting to talk to us about cemeteries. So we'll do that in just a minute. Stay tuned for more of Spooky South Coast here on WBSM. Hello. Hey, man. You up? No. Wake up. I need to talk to you. I think your house is haunted. Hey, come on. It's 2.30 in the morning. I can't sleep in here, man. I'm scared. Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa. Matt, I don't know if you heard uh, earlier today during the Tim Weisberg show. Saturday is from 6 to 9 on WBSM. Yes. But I was playing... Uh, some of the music coming out of commercials. I was playing some of the most influential music videos of the first 10 years of MTV, which is my blog oh, nice. at WBSM.com. And uh, I put one of the influential videos I felt was Walk This Way by Run DMC and Aerosmith because it yeah. literally and figuratively broke down the walls of, of rap and rock. And, you know, at the beginning, it's like where there's a little record scratch. I actually like... Went up and down with right. here on the board. <laughs> Couldn't help it. Had to be done. So uh, check that out. If you go to WBSM.com, you can read that blog post about the most influential videos of the first 10 years of MTV in honor of their 32nd anniversary, which was this past Thursday. Also, if you go to WBSM.com, you can read my blog post about staying away from the Conjuring House. And I want to thank everybody out there who read that and pass it around on social media and uh, it actually was the most read post on wbsm.com in the month of july what does that mean that means that that got out to thousands and thousands tens of thousands of people who read that and now have helped spread the word to stay away from the conjuring house which is the important part that's good so uh and of course uh, i do have that blog on wbsm.com we have Various people blogging on SpookySouthCoast.com. If you want to check that out, there's always great new articles up there each week. Uh, our buddy Dave Francis has been posting up uh, a ton of content because he was writing a book and decided that he wasn't going to go forward writing the book. So now all that content that he had stored up and, and ready to go is now becoming blog posts on SpookySouthCoast.com. So it's like you're getting Dave's book for free, man. So check it out. Go to SpookySouthCoast.com. SpookySouthCoast.com. Click on the blog page that's on there, and you'll be able to see all the articles. And like I said, each and every day it seems like we have something new. So check that out. We are talking about a variety of different paranormal topics tonight, and uh, we'll get your thoughts and call thoughts and feelings and comments at 508-996-0500-877-996-1420. But on this line, we have somebody who's been waiting for a while, and I think it might be our buddy Big Jim. Is that you, Big Jim? Hey guys, it's welcome to. It's an honor to speak to you guys here from south of the border. South of the border, <laughs> in Maryland. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's crab cakes instead of tacos. Uh, exactly right. How you doing, buddy? Uh, doing very well, and uh, we're glad that you could uh, check in with us tonight. And you were the first person to post when I was looking for some topics to talk about, and you wanted us to talk about cemeteries, which I I know is is one of your passions. Uh, definitely is. I just posted a uh, new video up on it. It's called The Cemetery Chronicles. I did the uh, Jebediah or Jedediah Peck Cemetery. It's in uh, Burlington, New York, uh, in Oswego County. And uh, I've been doing a lot of the cemeteries around Maryland, of course, and I've been through many cemeteries all across the United States. 
and I do these small videos that bring awareness to a lot of the uh, abandoned, neglected, and vandalized cemeteries. And, uh, you know, as, as a son of the South, uh, basically, um, you know, during, during the uh, war between the states, we lost a lot of our marriage, birth, and death records. And, of course, if you don't have the, uh, you don't have the, um, the Bible to, to reference yourself with, if it's trying to do your genealogy, you have to resort to family, family cemeteries. Mm. And, uh, but there's been a lot of different cemeteries that's all across the United States that, that, that do need our help. And, and uh, you know, I try to bring awareness wherever I can. Now, here in Massachusetts, uh, especially in the South Coast area where we are, there's a lot of those small family burial plots uh, that exist, and, and they're on what used to be the family property, which now you know could be miles of empty field and then bam cemetery, or in some cases like in Lakeville, uh, it's you know house 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 family cemetery house 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 family cemetery. So it, it seems like these things could pop up anywhere. Is it, is it similar down there? Uh, pretty much is. The Volmer Housen Cemetery is actually in a town that sprang up back in the 1960s called Columbia, which is between Baltimore and Washington. And uh, that dates back into about uh, 1806 or so, which was the earliest stone that I was able to see. And it sits in between two uh, ranch houses or ranchers. And um, it's kind of ironic when you see a lot of these smaller cemeteries, even with the uh, uh, some of the ones that actually serve some of the smaller towns throughout throughout the region. Uh, locally here, I'm in Catonsville, which is about uh, seven miles outside Baltimore City. And uh, um, we have the two famous things we have here is uh, the, the father of modern war gaming and also the baptismal site for John Wilkes Booth, which is about a, about a block from where I live. But over there, there's, there's a small cemetery. We have about 14 cemeteries that are documented here. And uh, there's a town next to me is called Ellicott City, and that there has about, about 120 small cemeteries. And uh, down through the, through the ages here, uh, dating back in the, to the early 1800s, uh, doing a lot of documentation on many of these, uh, we, we found out the, uh, a lot of these lines go back into um, some of the founding fathers of the country. Oh, wow. So you, you, when you try to do the genealogy and you try to do the, uh, you know, the backgrounds, I mean, a lot of these uh, small cemeteries like this actually disappear under uh, bulldozer blades, mm. and it's rather rather sad to see that happen. It, it is. It's it's very disconcerting how easily they will just plow over a cemetery, uh, and and I suppose you know there there needs to be a, a way to do it respectfully. I mean, you can't really stand in the way of progress. I guess uh, I would think that a final resting place should stay as such, but there there's. There seems to be no qualms about relocating native burial grounds around here. Uh, I know that they, when they built the mall in the town where we live, the outdoor plaza, they uh, actually had to relocate some, some things that were there. Uh, but they have no problem doing that to natives. But it seems like when it's the Europeans, nobody wants to touch it. And uh, there, there seems to be kind of a, a double standard there. That's, that's pretty much the truth. I mean, we've actually had that happen here in Maryland. Uh, there was a, there was one where I've actually been on um, local television uh, where they were building a um, a fourteen seat or a fourteen uh, theater uh, IMAX theater in uh, in our county seat in Towson, Maryland, in, which is Baltimore County's uh, seat. And um, there is the the founding family was their cemetery, the Towson Schmuck Cemetery, and I did a small video on that. And that's now sitting on, basically, it looks like an island in the middle of a stream because they're putting in a, a, a four-story underground parking garage there. Uh, I was lucky enough to find a uh, cemetery, which is only probably about three miles from where I live, that actually has connections to the vice president of the United States. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I would think yes. he would want to make sure that that gets protected then. Pretty much. I mean, I think Joe Biden would be pretty happy if he was able to do his six times great-grandfather. And it was actually in this small town that were um, where the whole Biden family is originally from this area, and then they branched out and went to different places. But uh, I was able to track that back that far. Wow. So now the overall goal of the Cemetery Chronicles, though, is to raise awareness, and, and hopefully you'll find a way to kind of raise some monetary uh, uh, distribution, too, as well, to help kind of maintain these and, and restore these properties? Uh, hopefully. One of the things is an outreach also is the United States Cemetery Preservation Society. Uh, basically, we go out there and we document through uh, photographs, uh, through transcribed um, um, the transcriptions of the of the stones, and also to get GPS locations and try to get in contact with our legislators and also uh, work with the community, but uh, trying to get in there and clean these places up and also try to protect them. 
and uh, hopefully bring awareness, and that way we can pre- preserve our past for, for future generations. And if people want to get in touch with you and they want to let you know about uh, a cemetery that needs attention, how can they do so? Uh, what they can do is they can they can actually look on Facebook. Uh, they can contact me through the uh, uh, Big Jim Jones on on Facebook, or they can, uh, here's my email: it's prism p r i s m underscore Maryland m a r y l a n d at yahoo dot com. They can send me email there, and I can try to direct them in the, in the right direction. Hopefully, and remember, it's uh, it's Big Jim with an extra G on the big because you need two Gs. Uh, definitely. I mean, that, that's, uh, that, that, I got that moniker about 17 years ago when I started in law enforcement. So, um, yeah, that's what happened there. And another thing I want to bring up with you before we, before we part, um, I want to take and raise awareness for, uh, for a, uh, a project here that's, um, we're trying to bring awareness to Fort Mifflin. Oh, uh, if you haven't, if anybody hasn't read anything recently, uh, Fort Mifflin's going through some hard times right now. Uh, that took hits from the British to allow George Washington to regroup in, in uh, Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. And uh, they definitely need our help there. And I helped create the uh, Facebook page. It's called Defenders of Historic Fort Mifflin Support the Fort. And if you were on Facebook there, you can go to that uh, Facebook page, and uh, it'll give you more information on where to uh, try to help out. Excellent. Well, we recommend that everybody does so, and, and we'll do all that we can to help keep us up to date with uh, all the efforts. Definitely will. Hey, well, here's somebody I want to say hi to you. Hi, it's Marie. Hey, I just Marie. To say hi to you guys. How you doing? Pretty good. How are y'all? Oh, doing well. Sounds like uh, Big Jim's pretty busy, so uh, I'm sure that you are as well. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm back in school, so it's something to keep him busy while I'm working on papers and homework. And keep him out of your hair, too, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, hopefully we can see you guys soon. Yeah, we were talking about maybe coming up your way next summer, so we'll keep you all posted. That would be awesome. Maybe we can uh, go visit you as well. Definitely. Welcome down here anytime. All right. We're always looking for you, bud. All right. Thank you so much. Take care, guys. Have, Have a good a one. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. That is uh, Big Jim Jones and, and Reese Sadler. You can join, follow them on Facebook and, and Twitter and follow along all their efforts, and we'll keep you up to date here on Spooky South Coast. And Matt Costa, that's something that we've always promoted too is, is cemetery awareness oh yeah still one of our most downloaded episodes of all time is uh the the show that we did years ago when we talked about the need to actually respect oh, yeah, these cemeteries great. because people in in our field unfortunately they don't do that yeah you know, there's a lot of people who go out there and not pay their respects so to speak and when they go out and investigate or even go out screwing around it becomes damn uh, kids. Yeah. You damn kids! Get off my cemetery! But the, the the issue is that they are so hung up on the idea of ghosts that they're not respecting the people who are yeah, yeah you know yeah. enjoying their final rest yeah. there. So they kind of ruin it for the rest of us who they do want to go out there. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that we can raise more awareness and, and big Jim will certainly help with that. Why don't we take another break? And then when we come back, we'll kick around a few more of these topics. We've only got about 20 minutes left of the show, Matt, because you know, the red Sox ate up a significant portion of that. So I'm sorry that we didn't get to interview our new friend Chesterfield. That's okay. But uh, if you want to hold up Chesterfield for the cameras, this is uh, this is one of my yard sale finds today. I figured that could be the mascot for smoking monkey productions. And uh, that will be kind of, he, he can kind of be your mascot slash, you know, technical director. You know, he, he can do all the voiceover work. If you want, I don't know if you want to, you know, you have him speak for everybody. There you go. <laughs> he can monkey around. He can. But uh, when I saw that, it was the most realistic looking monkey puppet I ever saw. So, and then I just realized it's just somebody gutted a real monkey. And now you've got your hand up it. Puppets. Puppet. Puppets puppet. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more. If you want to call in, 508-996-0500-877-996-1420. Whatever you want to talk about. Open lines on the paranormal tonight. We'll be back with more here on Spooky South Coast. It blew books off shelves from 20 feet away and scared the socks off some poor librarian. Turn on all your lights, lock the doors, and pull down the shades. Spooky South Coast is back. This looks extraordinarily bad. (laughs) Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here along with the silent assassin, 
Matt Costa, and we are kicking around a variety of paranormal topics tonight. All the things that people put up on my Facebook posts are fair game for the discussion tonight. And Matt, I'll give you some of the topics that we could discuss. Uh, we have Charles Fort, the Freetown State Forest. Moniz talking about UFO investigations, but we can't do that because Moniz was out in the field tonight. He's traveling. Safe travels to him. Uh, dystopian society. Uh, somebody suggested that we have a cookout. We probably yeah, should have done that. We should have. That would have been a little earlier, fun. So. It did. Uh, but that's all right. Could, it would have helped put out the fire that we inevitably would have started. Yep. Uh, then we also have uh, people in hospitals and nursing homes who talk about seeing men in black walking around just before they pass away. Uh, real men in black encounters. If you haven't heard that show, uh, we did a show that was podcast only with Nick Redfern a while back about the real men in black. So if you go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from you can find that episode that we did with nick redfern uh fascinating stuff about the real men in black uh of course gail recommended that we have jeff blander on he's actually at an event out in minnesota tonight uh we have the skinwalker ranch that would be a great topic to cover sometime uh it's definitely something we could go into in great depth and of course uh, chris balzano wanted us to talk about gi joe and its connections to the occult and mythology so We'll skip that one for tonight because yeah, Chris isn't a, with us. That's kind of a good one, though. Yeah, well, if we're going to talk about that, we want Chris to oh, join yeah, definitely, us. definitely, definitely. Uh, Lake Monsters was another suggestion. Whether or not Thunderbirds are real. Werewolves, Slenderman, Black-Eyed Kids, which we covered a few weeks ago with David yep. Weatherly. You can check that out on YouTube and on iTunes. Uh, World War One Ghosts, a New England Megaliths, or the Bridgewater Triangle documentary. And uh, somebody also suggesting that we talked about voodoo. So we could go with any of those topics if you wanted to. I will give everybody an update, though, about the Bridgewater Triangle documentary. It will have its world premiere October 20th at UMass Dartmouth. So if you want to check it out, you'll be able to be the first to see it. Uh, The on-sale information for the tickets will be coming soon. Uh, I've been helping out with the South Coast Paranormal and Psychic Fair, which will be taking place September 22nd at the Seaport Inn and Marina. And I've been helping to put together some of the slate of guests for that some of the speakers will be there and some of the guests will be in attendance i can tell you that the headliners for this event will be amy bruni from ghost hunters and jeff belanger from 30 odd minutes and ghost adventures they will be i heard of that guy before yeah yeah they'll be the two the two headliners of the south coast paranormal and psychic fair on september 22nd so you'll get your chance to come out and meet amy bruni from ghost hunters uh meet jeff belanger uh, amy's going to be doing a q a with the fans uh jeff will be giving a presentation uh one of his great lectures that he gives uh, travels around the country giving and we're going to have a, a variety of other guests coming and speaking as well one of the guests that I can say will definitely be there will be Aaron Kadju, and I believe Manny Familare is going to join him too. They'll be presenting an exclusive sneak peek at the Bridgewater Triangle documentary, and they'll have your opportunity to buy tickets for the premiere at UMass Dartmouth uh, on that day as well. So you'll get a chance to see a portion of the film before anybody else gets to lay eyes on it if you come to the South Coast Paranormal and Psychic Fair on September 22nd at the Seaport Inn and Marina. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be the host. Hopefully Matt Costa will be there after he you know, has to work over here on Sunday morning. But we're, we'll be right down the street. Matt, come and join the party. It's always a good Great. time. Yeah, I'll be and, down. And if you have any uh, suggestions of what you'd like to see at the South Coast Paranormal and Psychic Fair, then shoot me an email, tim at spookysouthcoast.com, and uh, I'll discuss it with Steve, and we'll see if we can make it happen. So all those things that we could talk about, Matt, so many ways to go, so many directions to go. But I, I would like to get your thoughts on at least one of those topics because you weren't there for the Men in Black program. That yeah. was something that I, I recorded uh, with Nick Redfern uh, at my house, and we put up for podcast only. But what are your thoughts on these Men in Black encounters, both the ones who are supposedly government entities and the ones who could be extraterrestrial or, or some sort of interdimensional entity? Well, I mean, if it is some sort of interdimensional or alien um entity you would think they would be uh i don't know is it is that how they think they that we dress all the time <laughs> or it it is kind of weird how they're trying to fit in but they don't quite fit in yeah and uh some of the stories like uh, you've read the original mothman prophecies yeah. book right yeah. so you hear these stories about them coming in and looking not quite right and acting not quite right and these are the same stories that we heard with david weatherly talking about the black-eyed children so it seems like uh, it's just a, a problem that that uh, 
they have assimilating into our society. Uh, but then you do have you have the other men in black who are supposedly Will Smith. Yeah, exactly. Government agents uh, or, or agents of some sort of uh, regulatory body uh, who are clearly human and are there See, for I, the purposes I, of shutting you I up. Would, I would think that would be more believable to me. You think so? But you also, I mean, don't you think we would find out by now that, you know, they are running this organization, they are running this department? Well, I don't know. I suppose uh, they they release information that they want us to know. And I don't know. I mean, we, we don't, we can't know everything. We found out about Blue Book. We found out about Majestic 12. I mean, maybe we could have found out about... Men in Black for now. And if you read Nick's book, I mean, he does have a lot of information about that. I, I like to think that they are... I mean, if, they, if the government came out and told us that there are Men in Black today, how many people would believe it? Or Well, I mean, believe if, it? if they were telling us that they were there for the purpose of gathering information, sure. Yeah. But uh, in terms of some of these encounters that people report having with them, where they're followed, where they're harassed, where they're told to keep their mouth shut for their own good... You know, I, I I just I think that that couldn't happen too often without word getting out in today's society. I mean, in the '60s and the '70s, when we had a lot of these yes, reports coming in, I guess in, someone would would tweet about it. Exactly. Like now, we're just too connected that somebody would be able to get away with it. But maybe they've pulled back. Maybe they're not uh, strong arming people as much as they used to. Nick Redfern knows all about that, and uh, you can check out that episode on iTunes. Uh, but I I. For me, the more fascinating stories are the ones of the strange men in black who, mm-hmm. you know, they, they look, they're olive skin, but they look somewhat Asian, and they're often reported wearing wigs and clothes that don't match and are from a different era, and they drive cars from the 1940s. Uh, they just sound very much like, if you, if you ever read Stephen King books, they sound like the low men that Stephen King writes about, the Contoy, and they, they sound very much like you know the the same type of thing that I always look back to uh, in in mythology and in folklore, the fairies, the yeah. trolls, all these different creatures that have existed through different cultures over the years. They they all have similar type descriptions. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's another modern version of that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I suppose it's possible. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred one eight seven seven nine nine six fourteen twenty. What do you think? And uh, I want to thank our friend Meg for posting this up on my Facebook page because I have Chris trying to track this guy down as a guest, the paranormal song warrior Matt Farley. Hmm. Have you have you heard of this guy? I haven't. I haven't. He uh, he basically writes songs where he reveals conspiracy theories really? through the lyrics of his song. So uh, I gotta I, hear this. I listened to it the other day. I think it's all clean, so I don't think we should get into any trouble. Uh, but we will run this way right now. Since the dawn of human existence, the mysteries of the universe have confounded our greatest minds. Now, by popular Animation demand, those rate. subjects are being explored by the paranormal song warrior on his newest album, Believe, exciting songs about the, mysterious the stuff. Oh, I like the cover. I do, I do. It's a fact that few are able to face. Those pyramids were made by a superior race. Believe. He has probably... It's like, it's like a commercial. Like, it is. And his tinfoil hat is very form-fitting. It's not ostentatious like these other tinfoil hats that we see. What's that sneaking around at night? It sure ain't no coyote with a parasite. He's giving all of the locals a fright. He's... <laughs> and he seems to be covering zombie, all the topics. Zombie, Remote viewing, zombie, zombies, zombie, the beast of Bray Road. Zombie, zombie, zombies are the living dead. Finally, there is an album for those who dare to ask the most difficult questions. Have you ever heard about the Thunderbird? It's a big bird, big, big, big bird. Have you ever heard about the Thunderbird? This was actually good. Spontaneous combustion. What a wonderful thing. Yeah. People just doing nothing. 46 other hits. They are on fire. Buy these paranormal songs today on iTunes. Oh, my God. You can buy it on iTunes? Somebody wanted to give me a gift. I'll take an iTunes card so I can buy the Paranormal Song Warrior. Well, I mean, how can we not have this guy on the show? 
I think, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We might be having it make our new spooky South Coast theme song. Definitely. The Paranormal Warrior. This guy is, this is gold. I, I can imagine that, you know, when he, uh, when <laughs> uh, Master Shake in the chat room calls him the Wesley Willis of the paranormal. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if uh, if we can anoint him with Wesley Willis type genius just yet. I mean, he's only put out one album so far that we know of. So the uh, paranormal song warrior, he is the man. So uh, Chris is working on trying to get track like him down. Him. I and, like him. And get him on the show. I like his moxie. The cut, yeah. of, cut of his jib. I like his tinfoil hat, too. Yeah. It's almost like a tinfoil yarmulke. You, know? <laughs> you don't have to have all the crazy points to it and all yeah, the little twisty yeah, things. Yeah. I don't know. When you, when you wear a tinfoil hat, do you look for form-fitting or do you look for something that's elaborate? Um, I guess it depends on the weather, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean you want to make sure that it's going to work. And it depends. You know, the, Just the straight tinfoil yeah. might not be enough to block all the waves. Yep. That you may need to have some of those, uh, almost like the tinfoil antennae, to be able to divert some of the signals away. Right. It's one thing to block them, but you really, just keeping them out isn't enough. You need to kind of bounce them off. Right. If you have too many points or anything, somebody uses a microwave, you start peeing your pants. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a mess, really. And, and and I want to recommend that if you do wear a tinfoil hat, never wear it when going to a place where you might be tasered. Because that just won't. Because you know what happens when you when you get tasered and you're wrapped in tinfoil, right? You just turn into a giant baked potato. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen it happen. Yep. Like your stomach explodes and it's just sour cream and chives everywhere. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred one eight seven seven nine nine six fourteen twenty. You can call in and share your thoughts. What do you think of the Paranormal Truth Warrior? Do you do you want to do you want to download his CD? Do you want? I wanna, do actually. Yeah. Are you doing that right now? Is that what you're doing over there? I am googling him. <laughs> I could picture uh, I could picture you pulling up in your truck next week with that blasting. Uh, you've always been on the cutting edge of finding strange things. I still remember when you drove around with Wild Thing by Tone Loke playing for two weeks yep, straight. Yep. I was talking about that the other day. So some of these other topics that uh, we had posted up on our Facebook page uh, asking for people to discuss things, uh, you know, a lot of these topics should be, could be and should be full episodes of Spooky South Coast going in the future. I mean, I definitely would love to cover voodoo as a full-time topic. Uh, We've never really touched upon that. What are your thoughts on voodoo? Voodoo or hoodoo? The you do. Voodun. Either way. (laughs) On any of it. What do you think of the dark arts and, and, and these other religions? Do you feel like they've been stigmatized uh, coming into a, into a Christian-based country? Do you feel like we've kind of crapped all over them and made them into this evil thing that they're not? Yeah, I think that it's, it's kind of a, I don't know, I want to say propaganda. Or, right. But, yeah, yeah we've, we've kind of, like, Cause you know the, made them evil. There's... there's uh, in the city of New Bedford here, there's people who practice Santeria, yep. and there's people who practice similar type religions. And, uh, and in some cases, you know, there, there was a story a couple of years ago where they were sacrificing chickens right. as part of the, the religious practice, and, and people were complaining about it. And I'm like, well, how is that any different than the 45 Churascarias that are all over the city? They're, you know, they're, right. they're, they're turning chickens into into. Yeah, Profit. I mean, who who are we to say that what is crazy and what's what's not, especially when it comes to somebody's religion? Right, because it it could all be crazy. Could be we could all be wrong, and then won't we feel stupid for saying one person was more or less wrong than us? Hmm. So it, it's I think voodoo would be a great topic to explore in full uh, coming up on a future show, and uh, the Skinwalker Ranch is another one that we've never really covered. Uh, now, Lake Monsters was something that somebody had suggested. Now, we recently did another episode with Nick Redfern that was podcast only. Uh, if you see a trend here, it's because Nick is very, very busy, and it's hard to get him on a Saturday night. So usually we pre-record with Nick when we have him on, and then we put it out there for podcast. So if you check out iTunes, you can see. And we also actually have his recent appearance on YouTube as well, if you want to check it out that way. But you can uh, hear us talking about his latest book, the Monster Files, which deals with government files of strange and unusual creatures, including sea monsters and lake creatures. Matt, you recently uh, were up and in search of uh, Champ, the Lake Champlain I was. Monster. I didn't actually get to Lake Champlain because it was a little farther out of my way. But I do want to get out there. And do you know that Charlie Sheen has uh, said that he's going to go look for Nessie the Loch Ness Monster? Is he? Yes. Really? Yes. Huh. And, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens because... Uh, He's going to fight it. 
Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if the tiger blood will kick in. Yeah, I think he wants uh, Loch Ness monster blood. <laughs> like just, tiger blood isn't isn't doing it anymore. Like he, <laughs> winning is one thing. He wants to be dominating. Yeah, right. So uh, yeah, I thought he was getting less crazy, but apparently I was wrong. So uh, we wish him luck. Maybe we can have him on the show. Yeah, you know he he can have his own show. Yeah, we'll give him a show on Spooky TV. TV. Yeah. He, he had a Ustream show for a while. I think he still has a show on FX. I don't know. I stopped watching it after the second episode, but, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if we get a reality show out of this, you know, Charlie Sheen hunting the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Have you seen the... Oh, you don't have TV. I was going to ask yeah. you. Sorry. I was going to ask you if you'd seen the new Joe Rogan show. No, where, I heard I heard very good things about it. Yeah, I, I yeah. heard some people trashing him for it, but, you know, anything that can draw more attention to some of these topics yeah. is, is, is cool with me. I mean, I don't know. Joe Rogan's hit or miss with me. <laughs> then but again, I watched, I watched American Haunting. Yeah, and, and that's a total crap fest. Yeah, I watched that new uh, William Shatner show. Which, which one is that? Um, I've, I remember sure. seeing commercials it's, for it, but it's kind of a just. It's almost. I don't want to say it's like in search of, but it's kind of like in that regard. So he's, he's, he's trying to show up Nimoy. A little, probably. Nice. <laughs> So yeah, I'll have to check that out because I, I, it's, it's a little campy because there's little, little little things here and there. With especially, I think uh, there's one scene of William Shatner with a dead alien. Oh, nice! So there's that. Does uh, now now does he interview people? Because he is he's probably he, the best interviewer I've ever seen. He just kind of he is a very good interview, interviewer, but he he just kind of interviews uh, introduces the different topics in between. Like uh, if if you've ever seen on Stars, uh, I'm sorry, on Epics, they have the Captains documentary that he made about all the different captains of Star Trek, and he uh, expanded that into like a little mini series where it's whole half hour, 45 minute interviews with each actor who played the various captains on Star Trek, and and he is by far one of the greatest interviewers I've ever seen. So I don't know what just happened. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> I thought we were going to take off for a second. Shatner's ghost. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, come on now. You had to go there. Oh, man. Uh, I was going to make a swimming pool joke, too. I'm glad you beat me to it. So that about does it for this week's show. We'll be back next week. We're still working on what the topic's going to be for next week. But we've got some great programs coming up planned for you in the future. You can always find out what's going on by going to SpookySouthCoast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at SpookySC. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Spooky South Coast. And, of course, if you want to join us in some of our paranormal excursions, legendtrips.com is the website. We're about halfway sold out for the USS Salem, so you want to make sure that you get your tickets for that before it's too late. Just go to legendtrips.com. And those who are on the email list, check your inboxes because you got the exclusive pre-sales for our upcoming events, September 28th at Slater Mill and October 12th at the Fearing Tavern in Wareham. So until next week, we want you all to stay spooktacular.